Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. What is going on, everybody? It's me, John Middlecoff. It's the 3 and Out Podcast. I appreciate everyone listening on this little thing we call opening night. I don't even know if they call that in football, but we had game one. Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs, against the Bill O'Briens, Houston Texans. No DeAndre Hopkins. And it wasn't that great of a game. It was if you were a Chiefs fan because they kicked their ass. It was 34-20, to but honestly, it... Didn't feel that close. We'll dive in to a couple thoughts based on the game. Got a lot of stuff coming up uh, on this weekend. Some Belichick thoughts, some Brady thoughts, some things on the LA Rams. I, I pick a couple games for the weekend. Then, of course, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff, is the Instagram. Slide right in. You'll get your question and answer here on the podcast. If you, if you could, and I know a lot of you have, Middlecoff, uh, the 3 and Out podcast, with me, John Middlecoff, is up on iTunes and separate. I know some of you guys listen on Collins' feed, and you guys can listen. If you could, subscribe to that as well. Leave a review. If you like the pod, it helps us sell it. It's all basically, I know I'm just, I just talk, but uh, the salespeople tell me it does with reviews and helps the rankings and all, and all that type of stuff. But we had football, and I, I think... Pat Riley used this term once upon a time, the disease of more, the disease of me. I, I think it's human nature, right? It's really easy when you're in the gutter, when you, I, I've been fired before, that feeling of like, I'm going to show them. I, I've always believed that when you're at your lowest points, it's the easiest to respond, right? It, it, to me, it's easy to dig yourself out of a hole. It's harder sometimes to stay at the top of the mountain. And why I've always thought it's really impressive when champions can maintain their edge and their drive. I've said it forever about Tiger Woods. He's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He's won everything humanly possible. And yet he's still grinding trying to win. And hell, he won last year. Like, what is he doing? Tom Brady, who we'll get in later, 43 years old, six Lombardis. MVPs, money, the wife, the family, he's, he made it. What's he doing? This, this drive is incredible. But I do think individuals you can find, right? Tom, Michael, 
Tiger, whatever. It's hard to find teams to stay motivated, especially players, once they got paid. Now, I expected Mahomes, the contract not to phase him. And I know, obviously, no Coach Reed and Veach and just other guys on that staff and the reverence they have for Patrick, but just his attitude, his mindset. Like, he, he was not going to be phased by the money. Now, when you get paid that type of money, you never know. But still, I mean, he was the 10th overall pick. He had been a millionaire. He had won the MVP. We saw him bounce back after his MVP year and win the Super Bowl. But I, I thought the Patrick Mahomes we're going to see is the Patrick Mahomes we're going to see. And it's clear. There is no argument. Not that there really was. But he's, he's not just the best quarterback. He's the best player in the league by a mile. He's clearly the best quarterback. Like, he, he's just... He's a bona fide superstar, rock star, one of the most elite talents we've ever seen. But we already kind of knew that. To me, it was more like Chris Jones got paid. And I had thought over the offseason, like, you know, is he a guy that, you know, is he? how's he going to act once he gets paid? And he dominated tonight. Kelsey, it's like, you know, he's been in the league for seven, eight, nine years. He's been an all-pro, pro bowler. He's made money. It's his third contract. He looked like tonight, like, oh, you guys are t- telling me Kittle's the best tight end in the league? Playing with the, I mean, if, if those type guys are going to play with the chip on their shoulder? Th- this team, man, you, you don't need to be Bill Walsh. You don't need to be Tom Landry. You don't need to be Parcells to see. This team is elite. I mean, they had the best offense in the league the last couple years. I don't care what you tell me about statistically. When Mahomes is right and they're healthy, it ain't a fair fight. Then you add this little running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, H is silent, as Al said, to the mix. So they've already had the most potent passing attack in a passing league. And then you add this little guy who runs like a big guy, who can make you miss, who can run you run guys over, who didn't even have a catch tonight, who's a great catching the uh, running back out of the backfield. Like this, this team, man. And then defensively, they have more than enough pieces. I mean, they got two big-time defensive linemen in Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Their secondary solid. Their coaching staff on defense. I mean, Spagnola feels like he's pretty solid now. Like, this team's really good. And they played last night, like, reminded me a little bit of the 73-win Warriors, who won the championship and the next year came back in FU mode and just dominated the league. And we haven't seen this in a long time, maybe since the Packers, after they won the Super Bowl in 2011, they went 15-1. and that year, the Patriots in 2007, but part of that was Deflategate and Belichick and Brady were just in FU mode. When the best, most talented team in the league is in FU mode, it, I don't know really what you do, right? They, they have more talent than you. Basically, every game they're going to play, they have a better coach than you. Their players right now are so locked in. They have so much cohesion. Kelsey, Mahomes, Tyreek, even Watkins now. These guys have been there forever. The offensive linemen, Fisher, uh, Mitchell Schwartz. They, they, their players have all been together. And it's like, well, Clyde's a rookie. Well, he's kind of coming from the Chiefs of college football. He's coming from LSU. That, that team, I'm not even trying to overreact, but it, it's pretty clear they got a lot going for them. And if the quarterback stays healthy, I, I think they're the heavy favorites to win it again. And it, I appreciate that they still care, that they're still trying. And you think it... You know, it's the price of admission, play hard, It's you're playing a sport for a living. We've seen year after year for, for a long period of time that as guys get paid, I remember hearing John Lynch one time, actually before he was even in the league, tell a story about like after the Tampa Bay Buccaneer team won a Super Bowl, he's like the next year driving to like OTAs, he's like, you know, I knew we were in a little trouble, like our backup offensive lineman was doing commercials. Our third corner had, like, the nicest car in the parking lot. He's like, everyone kind of felt themselves. I'm like, you know, I don't know if we still have the same edge. And I've always thought about this for myself. Like, it's been easy professionally where I'm at right now at 35. My entire life since I've graduated college, scratching and clawing and wanting more and desiring more. And I can do this more. I want to do this. I want to make more money here. What happens one day? Like, I, I, I have the utmost respect for Colin Coward. Because I, I've seen, I, I went and prepped with a show. He shows up at like 5.30 in the morning. And when he says on his television show or his radio show or podcast, however you consume him, that we've been prepping here for three hours, he ain't lying. And I'll promise you this, I, I know enough people now in the media, and we've all heard the stories, 
Some people just show up. When you have that big of a work ethic, and clearly the, the Chiefs do, and you have a kind of a chip on your shoulder, even after you've made it, after you won the ring, or after you've accomplished whatever you have in the field, like the sky's the limit. Like what is Jeff Bezos still grinding for? I don't know. It's just He's just wired like that. I mean, like Steve Jobs till his dying days was just grinding. Certain guys, like what is Jerry Jones so consumed with all this for? Just, certain guys are wired that way. And clearly the Chiefs players, like I knew the Chiefs, the coaches are never phased, but their players, like if Kelsey and Chris Jones are going to keep playing this hard, making that much money to go along with Mahomes and how good he is, like what type contract would you have had to give Patrick Mahomes to feel bad it was too much money? $700 million? I'd feel pretty good. Eight hundred? Like what? what is the number that he wouldn't be worth? He, I mean, he, I, I didn't even think they like played that well tonight, and they just won with ease. He just had a cool 24-32, a couple hundred yards, three touchdowns. Just see you later. Adios, see you guys next week. I mean, that's just, man, that, that Kansas City Chiefs team is the real deal. Okay, let me dive into something really quick. And, and if you listen to Monday's podcast, you know I like this player. I, I have I heaped a lot of praise on Deshaun Watson. But I, I got to go the other way tonight. He has some bad habits, and you noticed it. I mean, I, I don't watch the Texans, like, super hard like I do some of the other teams in the league, but I watch them enough, and I, I've obviously watched a lot of Deshaun Watson. Tonight, I thought, like, not every sack is equal. When you get sacked, it isn't always on the offensive lineman. Now, sometimes your offensive lineman gets beat or is pushing a guy out of the pocket. You have to step up. And listen, I am the most... I, I, I've changed dramatically on in terms of pocket passers, right? I want my guys to be mobile. I want Mahomes. I want Deshaun Watson. But you still have to play within the pocket because that is the rhythm of the offense. And tonight, even when he's thrown off in the pocket, you don't need to take off. And when Deshaun Watson takes off, and I'm not talking about down the field, he runs around in the pocket. And he puts his head down when he runs. What well, throws off the entire play. So you might as well, I can't even judge the play call from Bill O'Brien the moment Deshaun Watson starts doing 360s in the pocket. You have to step up and you have to slide. Now, there are times when you have to roll out of the pocket and make a throw on the move, which he can do, clearly. But when he gets sacked and he's getting chased by Chris Jones or Frank Clark and he's looking at the ground running away from him, like, that's a problem. That is not a good play. And he took several hits tonight that he doesn't need to take. Part of being a $150 million, $160 million quarterback, you have to play smart. I can't afford, and it's a hard balance, right? There is there's a fine line of being a playmaker, keeping plays alive, and knowing when to live another down. Throw the ball at the trainer on the sideline. And he needs to learn, when shit hits the fan, just throw the ball away. Because I don't need you doing two 360s and getting body slammed by Frank Clark or Chris Jones. You're going to get hurt that way. And we just paid you a lot of money. We need you. Because you're the franchise. And you, when you start getting bad habits, and there's a balance, which, again, not all his fault. Earlier in his career, his offensive line was atrocious. And I'd have to look at the film to know how terrible or bad his offensive line. Like, they're playing good defensive linemen tonight. But part of being like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, I mean, the greatest quarterbacks of the last, Aaron Rodgers, they don't always have a great offensive line. You have to manipulate the defensive lineman with steps, with subtle movements. You don't always need to run. You have to keep your eyes down the field. You don't need to be Bill Walsh to understand this about NFL quarterback play. I know Greg Cosell talks about it all the time. And Russell Wilson, earlier on in his career, ran into a lot of sacks. And when you're running into sacks, like that's on the quarterback. And the media thinks all the, every offensive lineman sucks. And listen, I'm not some like former offensive lineman beating the drum, though I did play a little guard in high school. My point is, like tonight, I, I, there were some plays where it just felt like, and maybe just he was all thrown off. They got down big, but it was it was an ugly night for Deshaun Watson, and just in terms of playing the position. Because for him to be a, a great quarterback and become like an all-time quarterback and become a Super Bowl-level player, he's going to really need to hone in on 
the the details of the position for greatness. Like you can already tell Mahomes, and I'm not trying to compare him to Mahomes, but Mahomes has the perfect balance. He can be the playmaker when it really calls for it, but he also can just subtly slide in the pocket, step up in the pocket, move over in the pocket, avoid a little rush here in the pocket, keep his feet set, deliver the strike. I'm watching Mahomes kind of, or I mean, Deshaun getting happy feet. Not because he's scared, but because he just, he's just not playing calm in the pocket. He's just a little jittery. And to me, there's a, there's a difference of jittery. Some guys are terrified. Watson, clearly not terrified. But you can be jittery just because you have, like, your fundamentals are kind of bad. And I, I thought his fundamentals, and it might just be this year's a little weird, maybe can get it back, but I, I had people tweeting at me like, you know, he does this sometimes. And he, he's you got to avoid that because if you're going to do that, you're going to play bad. The Chiefs aren't the 85 Bears, and they kind of handled them tonight. Now, again, his, his offensive line isn't the 93 Cowboys offensive line. I understand that. But that you pay a guy that much money, I, I just I, I need some better fundamentals out of you. You have to keep your feet up or your head up. You, you can't be running away from two defensive linemen within the pocket. Just throw the ball away or hit the ground. Live to fight another day. You, you, you can't. He, he has to learn to balance the hero ball. And I, does he have the right coach for that? I, I don't know. I mean, Bill O'Brien's not a great GM. Head coach, you know, it's fair to say he might be not the best head coach either. But Deshaun's got to be careful because it's easy to start developing some bad habits the more you feel like you got to be the hero of the team. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. 
you earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Okay, let's talk about some stuff this weekend. And it actually, on Wednesday night, I uh, my little brother just bought a place really close to where my mom is. So I, I went to see them. And uh, Wednesday night at the club that he's a member of, they got a little skins game, so we played a little golf. Uh, I didn't win any skins. I've been terrible all season long, worst golfing uh, summer of my life. And then I came home, and I, uh, I I threw on the television, and there was this documentary on Barcelona, the soccer team, who, you know, I'm not a European soccer aficionado, but I know enough, Man City, Manchester United, Barcelona, Real Madrid, the top teams. Obviously, Barcelona, they got this guy, don't know if you ever heard of him, named Messi. Many consider him the greatest soccer player ever. Documentary was badass. It's about Messi. It's about this coach named Pep, who's a bald guy who's now at Man City. And it's really just about the greatness of what this team became in the peak of Messi when they hired this coach named Pep. And they went on this run that many considered for like a two or three year run from like 09, 10, 11, and 12, like one of the greatest soccer teams that's ever played. And this guy named Thierry Henry, I think he's French, but he played on this team. And I remember him from the World Cup, and he's in the documentary a lot. Actually, Messi's not in the documentary that much in terms of speaking. He does a little bit, but it's a lot of uh, Thierry Henry talks a lot. And at one point in time, he said something. I may have had a little edible chill on the on the couch, so my head was working, and I'm you know I'm jotting down a couple notes when some when the topic hits right, and I was like, that is a sweet line. He said, after a while, people knew we were going to win. They just turned us on to watch us play. And I started thinking, like, wow, that's a pretty profound statement, right? Most of us, when you're a fan of a team, you flip on the channel to see if your team is going to win or lose. And if you really think about it, I'm 35 years old. There have been a small handful of teams slash individuals that you really just turned them on to watch them play. Because deep down, you knew they were going to kick everyone's ass. There really is two guys that stand out to me. Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. Like, when I was a kid, you watched Michael Jordan. You knew he was going to win the MVP, the championship. None of that mattered. You just wanted to watch him drop 40. You wanted to watch him play. The result was already set. Tiger, you know, for that 10-year span, it was like he was winning like 40% of his tournament events. I mean, he was winning just, I mean, every major he entered, you're like, he's going to win. Now, he didn't always win, but you sure as hell thought it. You just turned it on to watch him play. For the most part, I can imagine if you're an Eagles fan, a Seattle fan, any team, right, or Cincinnati Reds fan, even a Yankees fan, like you think your teams, you have different years where you think your team's really good, but you know, you're always a little nervous you're going to win or lose. It's really rare to get that. You just watch for the greatness, and that's why greatness is so hard to find, right? It's why Tiger and Michael are fucking legends, <laughs> you know? It's why Belichick and Brady are legends. For the last decade, they have been the best team in the league consistently for a wide margin. I was recording my other podcast today, and my partner, Guy Haberman, gave me a stat. He said, come Sunday morning, or I guess it's Sunday afternoon, uh, and for those of you on the East Coast, actually, you know, the game kicks off at 4 o'clock, so it's like late afternoon, evening. Tom Brady has not been an underdog in a game. In a game. 
since 2014. This is the first game at Tampa Bay he is an underdog in in half a decade. Think about that stat. Every time when you turned on the Pats, and listen, I'm, I live in California. I'm not a Pats fan. Just, I just appreciate greatness. We all thought the same thing. Whether it was a playoff game, whether it was a regular season game, whether it was a Super Bowl. Pats are going to find a way. Pats are going to win. We already thought in our head the result. We just turned on like, wonder what Belichick has up his sleeve today. I wonder what Brady is going to pull out of his ass and bring some crazy comeback, or is he going to throw four touchdowns? We just turn them on to watch them play. Or hate watch them or whatever, but we're all thinking the same thing. They're going to win. Just like when we watched Tiger in 2003 or Michael in the 90s. Or I'm sure if you watch Barcelona in 2011, they're going to kick the shit out of you. Just see how they're going to do it. And that is no longer the case. Brady, and we've talked about this before over the last, you know, since Brady left, like, they were good for the NFL. They were a tandem of greatness. And they brought some controversy, but they consistently won. And they consistently dominated people. They didn't have rivals. Because people tried to be their rivals. The Texans, they owned them. Colts, ownage. Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I, we can talk about how terrible their division was for the last decade. Let's let's go around to the other teams. The Steelers, who easily were the best team the last four or five years, couldn't beat them. Couldn't, the Patriots owned them. We knew when they played these teams, they were going to win. And even the games where you're watching, you're like, no way they're going to pull this out. And they do. Down in the Super Bowl of the Falcons. The Chiefs game a couple years ago in the AFC Championship game. Things just always kind of fell their way. Now, it doesn't mean they always won the Super Bowl. They clearly didn't. Now, I think they've won three of the last six. Those days are over. They got a divorce. I mean, that's, to me, for the first time in forever, we don't have a team in the league where every week you turn it on. Literally, Vegas has favored them, like I said, since 2014. They're going to win. And there is something cool about that. Now, I get if you're a Jets fan, a Bills fan a Steeler fan, but listen, if you're like me, you just love the sport and you appreciate coaches, you appreciate great players, like, it kind of sucks that it's broken up. Now, it's kind of cool to watch them both cook separately because we get Belichick gets Cam Newton, that's fun. We get Brady gets Arians and good players around him, that's fun. So it's still really enjoyable. But I, what we had for the last twelve year, or 20 years, but really the last decade, like when those two became really, really famous and took their legacies and the brand and the league to another level, we don't get that. And watching that Barcelona documentary when he says, like, people just turned us on to watch us play. You know what he's saying? People turned us on to watch us dominate. People turned us on to hate watch us. No matter what, you were peaking. Because you already knew what the result was going to be. And I think it kind of resonated with me because I'm like, God, that was the Patriots. Like, I mean, how many people hate-watched hate watched the Patriots over the last however many years? Right, Even me. And, and listen, I, I love the greatness. I, I, I already miss them. But, I, I mean, I, I'll be the first to say, yeah, I got a little tired. I mean, I was, I was ready for Mahomes and Nandy to start winning. I'm ready for Kyle Shanahan to start winning. I'm ready for other teams to start winning. But... We'll see. I mean, I think there's going to be an impact felt on the league. Obviously, the Cowboys, you put them on TV, a lot of people watch. But the New England Patriots, for the majority of their franchise history, were irrelevant. Not like the Boston Red Sox or the Boston Celtics. They were a terrible franchise who had one kind of high watermark in the mid-90s. Belichick turned them into the second biggest brand in the league. Second biggest brand in the league. When you put them on television... More people watch than any other team beside the Dallas Cowboys. And we don't get that anymore. So it's going to be fascinating to watch Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, underdog. How they, I think they're going to be good, but who knows? Like, there, there is a chance that we just look back like that's, you know, like Brett Favre with the Jets, you know, or Jordan with the Wizards. Or it's like Montana with the Chiefs, Right. Who knows? I, I don't. Ha I don't have a good feel. I I, I think they're going to be pretty solid, but you know your guess is as good as mine. I mean, we've he's forty three years old. He drinks you know a lot of water, eats a lot of avocados, and doesn't eat tomatoes. But man, forty three years old. 
the majority of my life, once you got to like 37, you started looking like Philip Rivers did last year. You don't get to keep kicking ass, right? So eventually it's going to come to a head. Is it this year? Is it next year? Does it never happen? Does he just defy logic? Maybe he does. Maybe he's just the greatest you know, quarterback and human that's ever lived. I, I don't know. And Belichick, you, you'd think, is eventually going to just have a losing season. I wouldn't bet against either, though. I, I, I know that. But I'll, I'll promise you, we're going to miss the tandem. I, I'd argue we already do a little. One thing I've always said, and my experience getting to live in Philadelphia really crystallized this for me, is that the biggest difference between West Coast sports and like Northeast sports, or I'd even say the South, and probably the South a little more college sports, but they can be shitty and still be interesting in the South and the Northeast. When I was in Philly, we had a down year, just as many people cared. Like when the Phillies suck, people are locked in. If the Yankees are good or bad, people are going to care. Alabama, win or lose, everyone's all in. University of Florida could have a down year, but people are still, like, they're moved emotionally. Out West, we just don't do boring, you know? And, and I think, listen, people say we're fair-weather fans. It's true. That doesn't mean we're not really passionate, but we're just less likely to care that much when you lose. Baseball, basketball, football, you name it. When it comes to sports, whether it's the weather, whether it's just, I, I think a lot of it's the weather. <laughs> I, I do. But I also think it's just more of a laid-back culture. Uh, I don't think people are as die-hard. Now, once you win, all their chips are on the table. And I, I, I've seen it. I, I've never lived in Southern California. But I, I really just, I, I went to school in the Central Coast with a lot of people from L.A. and a lot of people from the Bay Area. I always thought the biggest difference of the people were just they surf down there. We didn't surf up here. It's a bigger part of the culture. But in terms of the way we carry ourselves, the way we talk, pretty similar. It, it, it really is. But when I, when I went to Philly for those couple years, I was like, this is a different human out here. I actually kind of liked it because I'm little patience, very passionate about sports, obviously, and just kind of crazy. Like I, I, I fit in pretty well in Philly. I enjoyed my time there. I related a lot to the people there. Though, like at my core, I still have a lot of California in me. But I've seen it with the Niners. Like there were years where apathy sent in and people just did not care and the television ratings plummeted. This is the San Francisco 49ers who are one of the biggest brands in the league. When they win, they do huge national television ratings. Their fan base in numbers is massive. They win three games no one will watch. You know, when the, uh, like when the Eagles or Steelers or Packers or the uh, New York Giants, even when those teams suck, like people are paying attention. Talk radio still booming. It, it draws a lot of emotion. It's not that way out here. And I think at, the one thing the Niners have, or even now Seattle has, is they've been in an area for a long time. And they resonate with people now over generations. The L.A. Rams are kind of different. Right, you know, St. Louis stole the team from L.A. for 20 years, and Kroenke, who's a Missouri native, brought him back. And he spent five billion dollars on this stadium that we're going to watch Sunday night against the Cowboys. Watching Hard Knocks, I mean, just the stadium looks badass. I would, you know, hopefully, that once Corona dies sooner than later, and we can get back to normal in 2021, 2022, somewhere in the near future, I would like to go to SoFi Stadium, also the Vegas Stadium, Allegiant. Raiders might try to not let me in, but I'll definitely, Stan will let me in. I'll buy a ticket. I like sitting with the people. I would like to see those two stadiums. They look, they look freaking awesome. But here's the one thing with LA, and I, I think it's a big reason why they cha- cha- uh, traded for Jalen Ramsey. I would say up here, like having stars, it definitely matters. Like I, I grew up on Barry Bonds, Steph Curry, Montana. You see how these guys but I do think if you win, people will care. There have been some Giants teams that didn't have great stardom, and everyone in this area cared. I do think it's pretty important down there to have some star power. Like, when I think the Lakers, I think Magic, Shaq, Kobe. When I think even the Dodgers, this team they've had over the last you know five, six years, just loaded with stars, right? I mean, the Pete Carroll USC team felt like an NFL team. I never went to one of their practices, 
but everyone used to tell me you would go on like a, a Wednesday or competition Tuesday and just the celebrities and the agents and it was just a zoo. It was a party. It was it was Hollywood is what it was. And I think naturally when we think LA, that's the first thing we think of is like Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, the stars, Malibu. And anyone that's driven down there, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, it's freaking awesome. But they're very they're fair weather, like we all are out west, but they're also very star driven. And the LA Rams, I think, have a star head coach. I think McVeigh is like uh, the millennial version of Gruden. You watch him on Hard Knocks. I'm not, I'm not sure many people listening did not watch much Hard Knocks. The television ratings were terrible. I'll admit it got a little slow the last couple episodes. But I enjoy watching Sean McVay and, and Anthony Lynn. I feel bad. I, I talk a lot of crap about him. Still don't know if he's a great like scheme guy because he doesn't call the offense, doesn't call the defense. But he is a really impressive guy, high character guy. Very likable. I mean, I'd, I'd want to be Anthony Lynn's friend. Like that's an, he's an impressive dude. Same with Sean McVay. And Sean McVay is really probably the star of their franchise. And then you get Aaron Donald. They just paid Jalen Ramsey. They got Jared Goff. They have star players on paper, right? They have two of the best defensive players in the league. As someone in the league texts me, or I was actually on the phone with him probably within the last week, he's like, you know what? Brocker's a good starter. He's like, Google the rest of their defensive roster. They stink. How are they going to stop anybody? What happens? And listen, I, I, I think Jalen's the best corner in the league, and I think Aaron Donald is one of the best defensive players we've ever seen. But if one of those two guys goes down, I mean, they're paying them both an astronomical amount of money in the next couple of years, they're not going to be able to build up that defense. And offensively, they're paying Jared Goff like he is a Pro Bowl star. And I like Jared Goff, and I think he's going to be fine. But he can't move. He's not a mobile quarterback. And their offensive line can't block anybody. So their margin for error on offense is pretty slim. Now, they should be able to run the ball. I know a lot of people in the league, like the Akers kid that they drafted out of Florida State, they do have a lot of skill guys, right? In Cooper Cup's a baller, Robert Woods. I once in a draft meeting compared him to Reggie Wayne. Didn't look good early, got out of Buffalo. feel a lot better about that now. I think he's going to go on to have a long, productive career. He had nine, over 90 catches last year. He's a baller. And Van Jefferson, he looks good too. But as we saw like last year, the teams that win, win in the trenches. Can you win with an offense? You've got to have a good offensive line. You can't beat good teams because most good teams have good defensive lines when your offensive line is weak. It's the problem for the Packers. It was a problem for the Vikings. It's going to be the problem for the Rams. And I'm just fascinated to know they spent all this money on the stadium, all these glitz and bright lights, and they're spending you know, just a crazy amount of money on a handful of guys. And I don't know if it's going to be good enough. And I don't think they're going to be terrible. They, they have too much high-end talent. The problem, though, with having a lot of high-end talent that you're paying a large percentage of your cap, if one of them gets injured, your depth on your team is very, very limited. And listen, they had no choice. Once you give up two first-rounders to get Jalen Ramsey, what are you going to do, let them test free agency after this year? I mean, you, you had to pay them. And I got no problem paying them. But talking with some guys, and my philosophy on corners have changed a little bit. I would put all my chips in the table on my front seven. I would get multiple sweet defensive linemen. I, I think linebackers undervalued in the NFL. Think how many teams in the league have either a sweet running back. I, I saw John Gruden the other day uh, give it his press conference. He's like, well, we got McCaffrey this week. We got Alvin Kamara the next week. You know, we got Austin Eckler the following week. You know, next week it's Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. You know, just every team's got sweet running backs now. Chris Carson, this one, Miles Sanders this week. Then we got this guy. It's like every team has a guy that can Zeke, that can catch, that can run. Who's covering that guy? Your linebackers. You need three down linebackers. The day and age of these, you know, two down mics are dead. The hybrid linebackers matter. Now, obviously, you'd want Luke Keekley. But just get some of these guys that are in the league, like the Niners guy, Fred Warner. Obviously, Bobby Wagner's had a long career. You see some of these guys drafted the last couple of years. Last year, uh, Bush from, from Michigan. You saw this year, Kenneth Murray, Queen. The guys at the end of the first round. The, the kid the, uh, the Seahawks drafted. You need guys that can play sideline to sideline and cover. Who's doing that for the Rams? They didn't have any money, so Corey Littleton got to walk to the Raiders. 
I, I think their team's pretty flawed. I, I think they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. And you don't want to be in trouble in L.A. Because people won't care. And they have so much money invested in this working. I, I, I think it's going to be a challenge. Now, again, let me put this on record. I don't think the Rams are going to stink. I think they're going to compete to win eight, nine games and be in the wild card mix the whole year, just like last year. If if the playoff rules were of 2020 or 2019, they would have made the playoffs. I just don't know if that's good enough. Like, part of going to L.A., like, I need Shaq Kobe. You know? I need Mookie Becht and Clayton Kershaw. Now, you can lose in the playoffs or whatever. That's fine. But I need some just... I need 11 wins if you really want to get Southern California talking about you. Because you got LeBron James... You got the Dodgers killing it. I, I think it's going to be harder than people think. Like, no one cares about making the Super Bowl two years ago. Think how much has happened since then. I, I barely remember the Super Bowl this year. And I went. I didn't actually go to the game, but I was there in Miami. Feels like seven years ago. So th- there is pressure. If I'm Stan Kroenke, I'm spending all this money. I'm telling my GM, like, I'm telling Sean, like, put your balls on the table this year. We need to win ten games, ten, double digit plus. Because if we win, we go seven and nine, eight and eight. No one in this town's going to care. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long time long way away with over 122 million parts you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof racks bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets, to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? 
Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, we're going to do this every every Friday. And this this is not my idea, but I'm gonna pick three games, and I've actually bet on two of these. But we're gonna talk about it from a gambling perspective. Now, whoever sent me this DM, I I, I can't. I, my DMs, I get so many, and I I lose them, and it's, I can't keep up track with everyone. But it's gonna be called three for the money. Again, the DMers' idea, not mine. Appreciate the idea. And I'm gonna pick three games. I I have hard cash on two of these. And I, I still, by the time kickoff goes, might bet on the other. But I, I would have no problem betting on on all three of these. These are where I'm going to put my money. I, I bet. I think you hear a lot of people talk in sports now that like act like they gamble. I think a lot of them are lying. Uh, I'm 35. I've been gambling since probably about 16 when I used to sneak into Cash Creek playing blackjack. I've been gambling on sports since college, Eli Manning. So that would have been about 08. I would have been, you know, early 20, so about, you know, 13, 14 years, maybe 07. I, we just didn't, I didn't have access to like bookies. And when online casinos started to get big, if you remember when online poker or just poker on ESPN kind of blew up, then online poker became big and then you could bet on sports. So I got into it at about 07. So I, I actually gamble, you know, I, I lose a lot and I have to take periods off because. As I've made more money, like I, I don't get that much juice out of a ten dollar bet. Like you know, my, my unit's probably a hundred dollars a unit for me, and I, I, I get up there pretty quick, you know. And anyone that gambles knows you can lose, but you can also win. And I plan on winning. So three for the money. Let's go with my first game, and this is based off my bookie. Obviously, some of these numbers might change a point, a half a point. Some of these games have changed like three or four points over the last couple weeks. I've been eyeing this game since the schedule came out from a gambling perspective. The Browns at the Ravens. I think the Ravens are a little overvalued right now. I say it all the time. Look at dominant rushing schemes, like especially unique ones like the Wildcat, what Harbaugh did with Kaepernick. They usually don't dominate for a long period of time, right? Dominant running backs, Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, LT can dominate. But schemes, when you're running like the triple option or the zone read, stuff like that, it can get neutralized because what the hell do you think coaches do for the last eight months? Especially during the coronavirus. They watch a bunch of film. So all these teams in the AFC North, who do you think they watched? Think they studied Duck Hodges? No, they watched the Ravens and Lamar. Now, Lamar's going to have to become a better passer. It's just, that's a fact. And listen, the Browns beat him last year. It The line, I think, opened at 8.5. It came down all the way to 7. Last time I saw it at 7.5. I like the Browns here. I think they finally have a coach who just might have a chance to know what he's doing. They have a ton of sweet personnel. Their offense is loaded. Their offensive line's better. They can run the ball. They have good players on defense. I don't know if the Browns necessarily win this game, but seven and a half points, I like the Brownies. This has been my favorite game on the slate for a while, and it's crazy that I say my favorite game of the slate involves betting on Gruden and Derek Carr, but that's where I've ended up. Because under no circumstances should John Gruden in year three, he has complete control of this roster. They have a bunch of good players now, especially on offense, they shouldn't kill the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, Greg Olson, Steve Smith Sr. ain't walking through that door. Teddy Bridgewater is. Now, McCaffrey's a stud. And if you play fantasy, I'd probably put him on your fantasy team. But if I wanted to win a game, and they didn't win many last year, I don't think Carolina's going to be any good. I think it's going to be a huge just learning curve for Matt Rule. Never been a head coach in the league. 
Obviously been a head coach at Temple, been a head coach at Baylor. Playing Brady, Breeze, and Matt Ryan is a little different animal than getting Texas Tech and Texas back-to-back weeks. Welcome to the big leagues. I like Matt Rule. Joe Brady was a quality control coach a couple years ago. And beside McCaffrey, their defensive roster does not look good. The Raiders should win this game by 10. And I know the game opened up. I think it even. It's now at minus three. I, I would probably like the Raiders almost up to a touchdown. I, I've heard from people on the Raiders coaching staff, Darren Waller is even better than he was last year and he was a pro bowler. Josh Jacobs is a stud. The Brian Edwards and Ruggs are awesome. They, they should dominate Carolina. The cohesion, they haven't lost a coach in three years. Gruden's been calling plays now as a, as a head coach back in the league for a couple years. Uh, their, their team should just much more improved on defense. They spend some money at linebacker. I love the Raiders minus three, which is crazy. If they if they lose this for me, I have some cash on this game. I'm going to be pissed. This is my favorite game of the week, though. Uh, someone tweeted at me today. Joe Judge, I think like 20 minutes into practice, freaked out. It was a bad practice and made them all restart. Uh, again, this isn't Little League. This isn't college. This is the NFL. And I, I just... Talking to some friends in the NFL, they said, Google the uh, who the Giants have on defense. And I did. And I don't know any of these players. They're not very good. They just cut their first-round pick that they drafted last year. They don't have a pass rush. They don't have any secondary. They're slow at linebacker. The Steelers, who went 8-8 eight and eight last year with a guy named Duck and Mason Rudolph. If Big Ben is just, he doesn't have to be peak Big Ben. Pro bowler, all pro, future Hall of Famer. He just has to be like Kirk Cousins. They have offensive skill guys. The guy they drafted last year, I think, from Toledo, Deontay Thompson, is legit. I'm, I still believe in Juju. Uh, they're just their defense is top notch. You think Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones? Now Saquon is going to make plays because Saquon's elite. You think Daniel Jones is going to make plays against the Pittsburgh Steelers Monday night? Joe Judge, Mike Tomlin. I, I, I like the Steelers huge in this game. Now I got it at five. It's up to six. I'd probably like it up to seven points. There's obviously going to be no fans in Giant Stadium, MetLife, whatever the hell they call it now. Uh, I just I can't like the Steelers enough. Steelers minus six, Raiders minus three, Browns plus seven and a half is what I have it at. Three for the money. Those are my picks. Okay, let's end this week with a little Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram handle. DMs open, slide right in, and we interact here. Hey, John, longtime listener. First time DMer. Why have the Packers only won two Super Bowls with Favre and Rodgers? Is it just because we are not a free agent destination? I know we got Reggie White a long time ago, but I wanted to hear your opinion. Whether on the show or a quick DM. Thanks. That's a hell of a question. Uh, You know, to me, it's less about the free agent destination and just more like, how did they not win three of the last 25 years with Favre and Rodgers? It really is crazy, especially some of Rodgers' teams. Now, they ran into the Harbaugh Niners. They ran into that Seattle team. But remember, they had Seattle on the ropes. I don't really know what to say. I would say the over-under of having two top 10 quarterbacks all time for when did Favre get good? 95 through 2020. So for 25 years. Now, I know Favre had a down down year a couple of years. And Rodgers, they you know, they've had a couple down years over the years. But... 20 of the 25 years having elite quarterback play, I, I would say the over-under would have been two and a half, and I probably would have taken the over. So I, I would have said this is the least amount of Super Bowls you could have possibly won with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre is what they had. I'd say the max would have been like four, three would have felt right. I, I don't know if it has to do necessarily with free agent destination because I think you can always, I, I think you can always sign people. And look, they started throwing around a little money. They signed Zadarius last year. Uh, yeah, the NFL, all these teams have money. This is a long-ass question. Jeez Louise. I heard you disparage Matt Patricia and the Lions organization is truly sad. But am I crazy for thinking they have a damn good chance to win the division this season? I have a few reasons to like them. Stafford uh, might be the most underrated quarterback in the year, in the league. Last year in the eight games he played, 2,500 yards, 19 touchdowns. Okay, they choked away the fourth quarter and had to settle for a tie in Arizona. Chiefs had to convert a fourth and eight on the final drive to win. Okay, blah, blah, blah. In the division, Minnesota, Green Bay are known to have great home field advantages, but there will be no or limited fans this season. Good point. So that advantage will be mitigated to some extent. 
Although, in theory, is that Green Bay's advantage has to do with their grass, not just the fans. Minnesota plays three teams coming off a bye. Two are home teams, one a row, blah, blah, Okay. I hate to bet against Zimmer. His record against the spread surpassed only by Belichick, but his defenses look depleted. His D-line lost Everson Griffin. This guy's you got a pretty informative take here. Uh, the Bears also have quarterback controversy. I don't believe they will improve this season. Love the podcast. Sorry for such a lengthy response. Please tell me. Why shouldn't bet the house on this? Uh, yeah. In fairness, if you were going to take a flyer on the Lions, this would be the year. I think the Bears are going to be better uh, just because I don't think their quarterback play can possibly be worse. If Trubisky's just as shitty, they'll bench him for Foles. Uh, I think Minnesota will come back to earth a little bit, and same with Green Bay. But they still have Aaron Rodgers. Like you said, they still have Mike Zimmer, and they still have a lot of good players. I just don't. What has Patricia shown us that he's good? Like, yeah, Matt... Stafford can be a good quarterback. And when he's on, he could throw 45 touchdowns. So maybe he could overcome his bad coach. But is their defense going to be any good? Do they have any pass rush? I, I don't know. I just, I have a hard time closing my eyes and seeing Matt Patricia being a division champ. To be honest with you, I have a hard time closing my eyes and seeing Matt Patricia in the playoffs. So I, I, I don't know what else to say to you. I mean, this is all just... These are my opinions. Uh, going into a season, I don't have any tangible information to say yes or no, right? But I just, I'm betting against Matt Patricia. When I get an opportunity, I'm betting against Matt Patricia. I'm a Bears fan from New Zealand and was wondering what you think there was any chance the Bears could get Aaron Rodgers from the Packers next season. I know they got Foles, who will end up the starter this season, but I think there was a chance Rodgers has a few seasons left in him and the Bears could really use him. I think the Bears would take Aaron Rodgers so fast your head would spin. Here's the problem. The Packers are not going to cut Aaron Rodgers. If they do get rid of him, they're going to trade him. But here's the bigger problem. Jordan Love is terrible right now. So the chances that the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers after this season to go with Jordan Love, I would say would be slim. To me, after Jordan Love had the worst training camp, what feels like of any quarterback that's going to make an NFL team this year, I would say he, he just... Rodgers is starting for at minimum two seasons. So I, I just don't think he's going to be available. And if they did trade Aaron Rodgers, here's where I know there is no chance they would trade him. That would be the Chicago Bears. So, I mean, they're just, Chicago Bears are not getting him. They're just, they're just not. I'm a diehard Browns fan, and I don't understand what Clowney just did. He chose to go to the Titans when he could have gone to the Browns for more money while playing opposite of Miles Garrett. With Garrett seeing the majority of double teams, Clowney could have thrived and maybe next season got that massive contract he's been looking for. Acknowledging that no one knows the what the COVID will do to the cap. So my question is, what about the Browns' perception? We had those 1-15 in and 0-16 years under Hugh Jackson, but since then they've constantly added talent and vastly improved roster. Do you think free agents will view the Browns as toxic and refuse to go there? Or do you think this just mismanaged situation by Clowney and his agent? Well, if they offered $15 million and he didn't go to the Browns, he's a moron. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks offered $15 million and he didn't go there. I think him going to the Titans was pretty simple. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel coached him in Houston. So he was very comfortable. He knows the scheme. He knows the coach. So he knows the head coach believes in him. Why I think it was easy for him to be excited about going to Seattle. They just traded for him. Now, I'm with you. These teams clearly wanted him. We're offering him money. For in fairness to Clowney, like I, like there is a lot of talent on the roster. I just think he watches the Browns and goes, they suck, right? But you put Clowney there with Miles Garrett and that offense. Some of the guys they also have on defense, they they would have been good. I'm I'm with you. Clowney lost money. I mean, there's there's just Clowney misplayed it. Uh, I think he thinks he's a lot better than he is, and. He's now at the Titans. Now he's still got $12 million, and he could make up to 15 but I'm with you. Now he's looking at it like Jeffrey Simmons, the guy they drafted from Mississippi State's a baller. Uh, I, I think he thinks he's going to eat and dominate. Not eat, literally. I mean, he's going to eat, obviously, but he's also going to you know sack the quarterback in theory. I mean, he doesn't ever get double-digit sacks, but I think it had to do with Vrabel and the, and the scheme fit. Would you rather have Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz long-term? As a Cowboy fan, I wanted Wentz when he came out, and I believe he's the better player. Dak is extremely durable and seems to have the clutch gene. Thoughts? Well, he didn't last year against the Eagles. 
if I was a betting man right now and you said, John Middlecoff, you're the head coach slash GM of, you know, the expansion Middlecoffs, and you get one quarterback, there are two available, and you can only pick one, would you take Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz? I would take Dak Prescott. Not because he's more talented than Carson Wentz. He's not. Carson is vastly more talented. But I would have to take the safer route. One guy is durable and doesn't miss any games. I just I, I think it's that simple. Do I think Carson's a better player? I do. Would I rather have Carson if he is healthy? I would. But that's not the reality. Because the reality is one guy already got hurt in his training camp. And I like Carson Wentz. I'm a huge fan. I think he has immense talent. He should win MVPs in this league. If Dak wins MVPs, he's got talent. But it'll be more like he had sweet wide receivers. He had Zeke. The offense clicked. If Carson wins, like Carson can just carry a franchise. Dak can't carry a franchise. But durability, this is the NFL. This is staying healthy, you could argue, is a skill. Right? It's not a skill you can control. Like Nobody wants to get hurt. No one wants to tear ACLs. You know, is Derwin James injury prone? You know, you'd have to say yes. He got hurt in college. He's been hurt twice in the pros. There's no disputing he's a star. He's the best safety in the league right now if he's healthy. He's always hurt. You watch Hard Knocks and they're just like, this guy's the best player on our team. Might not even be that close. And they got a team with Joey Bosa. It's like, yeah, this guy's, and Keenan Allen, this guy's the best player on our team. Two years in a row, missed the season. Now, Carson did play 16 games last year, but it's just hard. You know, it's just it's just hard to feel good about him staying healthy. That, that, that'd be my biggest question mark, was just staying healthy, man. Oh, here it is. This was Ricky Lee. I got a suggestion for you. You need to bring gambling elements in to expand your audiences. With your knowledge and information, give out three picks every Friday against the spread, and you can call it three for the money. That's my suggestion. Great show, brother. Well, we, I used it, Ricky. I like it. I found you. I'm glad I ran into your uh, into your DM. Okay, last one. Question for the pod. What do you think it would take for the NFL to cancel the season? So far, COVID has kept at bay for the league, but you know if there are any, if this happens, there will be do this clauses that are in the NFL policies for this season. I think there are no chance. Zero. I mean, I just... They're playing. If people get Corona, they just won't play that week. Like, there's just too much money in the line. This is how everyone gets paid. Coaches, players, they're all in this together. The players want to play. Why? Because they get paid. The coaches want to play because they like coaching and they like money. The the owners want to play because that's how they get paid. The networks want them to play. So they'll just deal with it. That's why they expanded the practice squad. I've talked to friends in the league. They get tested every day. Tested every day. Their testing policy is intense. Every day you're getting a swab up your nose. So they're just, they're very proactive on this. And they've been from the jump. There's just too much money on the line. I mean, I, I think they're spending millions of dollars as a league every month to do this testing. It's worth it to make the hundreds of millions of dollars you're going to make. It was worth it for them to spend, let's just, I did some net math. I could be a little off. Somewhere between 15 to $20 million. Just the football operation. The football players, the scouts, coaches, trainers, like just that group would add up to about $18 million if my numbers were right. You know, around $100 a test, you know, just every month. Think about when other people in these buildings start coming back in, right? Now, they're not going to be around the coaches and the players, but still, you're going to get tested every day. You're not going to let some random guy in the building that's not tested. Spending millions of dollars every, every month around the league. And the players and coaches are, or the players and owners are splitting this cost, right? Because it's, it's worth it for all of them to get their money. Because it is. And I, I think it's just simple business. You know, it's, it's not, you know, so, people talk about science and all that stuff. This is just, they'll do whatever they take to make their money. It, it, it's really as black and white as that. And one thing's clear with the NFL, they'll do anything for their money. Just like every business, you know? These businesses are not charities. They're not in to set the moral compass for society. They're in it to turn a profit. And turn a profit, they will do. Appreciate everyone listening. And uh, I'll talk to you next week after Sunday's games. Adios!
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.